Parshas Nasa introduces us to the fascinating laws of the Saita. The Torah tells us if a man warns his wife not to seclude herself with a specific man, be it a friend or a neighbor or a co-worker, and in defiance of her husband's orders, she locks herself into a room with this particular man. And now her husband suspects her of infidelity. For over all of Ruach Kina, and her husband is suspicious that she was defiled by this man, and she denies that anything adulterous occurred. So how do we verify if what she's saying is really true? The Pasik says the husband brings his wife to the Kayan, and she's tested by drinking the Mai Mama Arim, the bitter waters, and that determines her guilt or innocence. The Ramban says that this mitzvah is the only place we find where open miracles occurred. The Gemara says that if she's found guilty, not only does this woman die a horrible death, but simultaneously this same horrific fate befell her paramour. However, if she was innocent, she received great rewards. The Gemara explains, if this woman was childless, she will now conceive. Furthermore, if she previously gave birth with difficulty, she will now give birth with ease. If she had short children, she will now have tall children. That is her reward for being innocent. There's a very perplexing question here. Granted that this woman is innocent, she didn't commit the ultimate sin, Aishas Ish, cohabiting with another man while married. But why does she deserve such great rewards? There are holy righteous women that never even thought about committing such an egregious sin. And they struggle for years and years with infertility. And this Saito who defies her husband's warnings and secludes herself with a strange man gets rewarded? And the righteous woman remains childless? How do we understand that? So the Imre Emes says something very powerful. Let's think for a moment about the plight of this woman. Her husband suspects her of infidelity. He warns her and admonishes her not to seclude herself with this man. And she goes and defies her husband's warnings. She's so obsessed and infatuated with this man that she's willing to give up everything for him. Her marriage, her children, her dignity, her family's good name, everything. She already crossed the line by being secluded with that man. And it could very well be that she was already intimate in some way. But then she has a change of heart. She has a Yosef Atzadik moment and says, The buck stops here. I will not cross this line. I will not commit the ultimate sin. And she turns him down. She displays superhuman strength and courage. Says the Gerebbe, for displaying such remarkable courage and resolve in the face of such incredible temptation and not succumbing to our desires, the Torah says, you deserve a tremendous reward, the gift of your first child. What an incredible idea from the Imramis. There's an incredible story told about an 8th grade rabbi in Eitz Israel. One day, it was in the middle of giving shir, when suddenly he jumps up from his seat and he tells his students, I have to go out for a minute, review the Gemara on your own. This story happened in the 1970s, pre-cell phone era. So he goes into the teacher's room and places a phone call. The principal happened to be walking by and it seemed that there was a problem. After the five-minute phone call, the Rebbe returns to his classroom and calmly continues to give his shear with his usual passion and enthusiasm. When class was over, the principal approached this Rebbe. In 20 years, you never left your classroom in the middle of shear. What happened? Is everything all right? The Rebbe tells him, 
Let me tell you what happened. My son's chasen is approaching. A few weeks ago, I took out a large loan for my gamach that covered the expenses of the wedding. I kept the money in an old jacket that I hardly ever wear. As I was teaching the class today, something my wife said a few days ago suddenly crossed my mind. She said she would be cleaning out the closets for Pesach and is going to throw out all of the old clothing. So I quickly called her to tell her she shouldn't throw out my old jacket because of the money that was inside the pocket. And what happened, the principal asks. She said she threw out the jacket yesterday. So I asked her, did the sanitation department already take away the garbage? And she said yes. So I figured there's nothing more I can do. There's no way I can retrieve the funds. The money is lost. So I went back to class and continued giving this year. And the principal was stunned. After composing himself, he asks him, How were you able to teach after that? Anybody in this situation would be shattered. They would be so distraught. And I was listening in and I heard you teaching with your usual great cheshik and enthusiasm. The Rebbe said, I am a Talmud of Rav Godel Eisner, the famed Gerimashgiach. He taught us, if it weren't for moments like these when we are confronted with great challenges, what purpose does life have? What he meant to say is, throughout life, Hashem gives a person a few major nisyonis to test them if they truly believe that everything is orchestrated from Hashem, or to test them if they will remain true to the principles of Torah, even in the most extreme circumstances. This Rebbe understood that everything is from Hashem, and everything that happens is for the best, and he succeeded to bring that awareness into practice. And here the Torah tells us where this woman overcame her test and thereby saving herself, her marriage, her family and many, many generations to follow. We never know when our moment will come. But with the proper mindset and preparation, we can pass our test with flying colors. And in the words of Reb Godel, if it weren't for moments like these, what purpose does life have? And now... We know. Have a wonderful day.